Design strategy to me is the connection between users and business needs. So it's about uh, translating business strategy into design actions. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning into Nodes of Design. To help support our mission spread knowledge, we have a very special guest on today's episode. Let's welcome Roberta Virzi, a designer with over a decade of experience specialized in e-commerce sector. Currently, she is in a hybrid leadership role as a senior individual contributor and a manager of interdisciplinary and multicultural teams at Booking.com. She's been also a keynote speaker at various occasions and events. In this episode, Roberta had shared great insights on design strategy and its importance. We spoke on how to create an effective design strategy that fits for all the use cases and how do we utilize the design strategy to bring in the culture of innovation across the teams. And we had concluded the show by Roberta recommending us few tips to build an attractive portfolio. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and on every Friday we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design. So don't forget to tune in into Notes of Design every Friday. With that being said, happy designing everyone. Hi, Roberta. Welcome to Notes of Design. It's a pleasure hosting you today on our show. Hi there. Thank you for inviting me today. Uh, yeah, I can start with introducing myself. So I'm Roberta Virzi, and as you can notice from my British accent, I'm Italian, <laughs> but I have lived in Amsterdam for four years. And uh, I'm a senior UX designer and team leader at Booking.com which is one of the world leading digital travel companies that make it easier for everyone to experience the world. So my role, it's a hybrid leadership role uh, because I'm both a senior individual contributor and a manager. So for instance, some things that I do, uh, I create holistic end-to-end design visions, I drive initiatives for the UX and the design community, and I take care of individuals and team performance. So it's a really holistic role uh, where I balance craftsmanship, communication, and commercial awareness. Thank you so much, Roberta. So what was your journey into design and how did you start? What are your tips to the beginners on how to start? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually studied uh, graphic design and then uh, I started working around 10 years ago as a web designer uh, because UX uh, didn't exist at all uh, 10 years ago, at least in Italy. And I worked mainly for e-commerce startups. Uh, but also as freelancer for different fields, uh, for instance, the United Nations. And when UX started uh, to grow in popularity, I became interested in knowing more about it. So I started to study by myself, like with books, uh, digital courses, and so on. What I really want to tell you is that I immediately start to apply the design thinking process uh, to my company and also to my jobs as freelancer. So in this way, I managed to learn by doing. So my main tip uh, for those who are starting in this field are after studying, like to really find ways to put into practice uh, what they lear- what you learn. So it can be, for instance, I don't know, building a network uh, with other professionists, such as developers, such social media marketers, uh, which might need uh, help from a design perspective, or it can be uh, doing internship or applying for graduate position uh, for companies. And also another thing uh, that uh, is really helpful to me is um, having this goal of never stop learning. So really always be curious because like we 
learn a lot, uh, even after 10 years of experience and from uh, every source, also every other role and every other designer you collaborate with. Uh, yeah, I think um, in general, so my tip is uh, really find uh, ways to practice uh, what you learn. So, yes, yeah, I said, like uh, maybe like you, you find a job as freelancer uh, and you can do so by really like contacting other people that are, I don't know, developers, social media marketers, because they might have uh, some clients and they might need like help from uh, a design perspective. Or it can be also like starting to apply uh, through internship for companies. Um, another useful thing can be um, participating in some challenges online. So I think in general, the first thing you do is to make sure you can practice what you learn and you can start building a portfolio. Thank you, Roberta. So let's begin our discussion today with design strategy. So what is design strategy and what is its importance? Yeah, so design strategy to me uh, is the connection between uh, users and business needs. So it's how to use design thinking process to make a company successful. So it's about uh, translating business strategy into design actions. And that's why uh, design strategy is crucial to demonstrate the value of UX and your impact as designer by making sure both users and the business uh, reach their goal. With me, For me, a good design strategy starts with a clear problem statement, business opportunity, and definition of success, followed by defining how to measure this success, how to use the design thinking process to reach it, and making an implementation roadmap. Thank you, Roberta. So how to create an effective design strategy that's fit for all the use cases? Yeah, I can uh, walk you a bit through my process. So what I do is uh, I think about the long-term future from one to three years of the product. So I map out what is the ideal uh, user experience independent of what the product looks like and how it behaves today. And to do so, uh, my first step um, is to understand uh, the company business vision and have a high-level picture of the infrastructure and the architecture of the systems. And then... I find opportunities that go in the direction of these company goals. And once I find them, uh, I write down a few points, which are why, who, and outcome. So why means um, what is the problem that we're trying to solve? Why it's important to solve it? Who means who is affected by this problem? Who are we solving it for? And outcome is what does success look like? How, what do we expect to happen when we solve this problem? And how are we going to measure success? And that's what I mean uh, when I said before to define a clear purpose statement, business opportunity, and definition of success. After I do so, I gather uh, the data that I have, understanding the requirements, looking at previous user research, previous A-B testings, uh, talking with experts on the topic. Like in this way, I could really um, see if I miss some data and now I can find them. And then I come out with a plan of actions according to the design thinking process and an implementation roadmap. So basically I define the steps that I need to take to, re to reach the decided outcome. So coming back to the previous points, the why, the who, and the outcome, now is the moment also to define the what. So what means, what is the proposed solution to the problem? How are we planning to solve it? And during this whole process, uh, the important thing is to stay user-focused, to advocate really for the best user experience for our customers. And in this, to do this, you will need to manage and negotiate sometimes difficult conversations with different stakeholders and also demonstrate uh, a knowledge of a business from a broad perspective. 
Thank you, Roberta. So how do we utilize the design strategy to bring in the culture of innovation across the teams? Yeah, so a good design strategy helps to create a competitive advantage. I want to give you like a practical example of this. So Booking.com is well known in the industry for having a full range of hotels, but we actually have way more products. Uh, for instance, uh, thinking about accommodations, we have also apartments, homes, bed and breakfast and so on, which we call vacation rentals. My team identified this opportunity. There is a star rating system that is used worldwide to classify the quality of hotels. This hotel star rating system doesn't apply to vacation rentals, so they don't have a similar rating that defines quality. Also, stars is one of the most used filters on our platforms. When guests filter by stars, they can't find and book the variety of accommodations that Booking.com provides. So to solve this problem, with my team, we had the idea to create a first-of-its-kind machine learning system that defines the quality of vacation rentals. And this system is something new to the market, the way we think about it. So back to my design strategy, as I explained before, I started by defining the problem statement and the pain points of all the involved parts, which in this case were the guests, the owner of the properties, and the business. So for instance, guests were not able to assess the quality of vacation rentals in an objective way. The property owners were excluded from our search result page, which is the page where you see all the accommodation after you do a search, when guests filter for stars. And therefore, the business was missing an opportunity to get a booking by not showing the full range of accommodations that we provide. So from there, I took advantage of the design thinking process to understand what needed to be done. So for instance, user research with the guests, user research with the property owners, competitor research, and then exploring the same solution and defining, uh, generating the final vision. And to do so, together with my product manager, we develop an implementation roadmap, defining the small steps to reach this goal. For instance, we decided first to run a pilot of the system in one country where we had the most supply, so the most possible impact. And then we scale it up to other countries and other property types. So what are the various metrics or tools that you use to measure the success or failure of a design strategy then? So uh, the metrics and the tools that you can uh, use um, are pretty broad and they depend on your product and your project. Uh, what we do at Booking.com, we generally use A-B testing, but we also use a full range of user research methodolo methodologies such as Open Lab, usability tests, survey, and moderated tests, etc. In the example of the product that I mentioned before, uh, we run a lot of A-B tests that show a strong impact for all the, the relevant parts. And in this A-B test, we track, um, for the guest side, we track booking as primary metric, but we also utilize other metrics like customer service tickets to make sure that we were actually bringing benefit to our guests and to our property owners. And we also created a feedback loop uh, to receive feedback from them uh, continuously so that we could actually improve the system uh, over time based on this feedback. Thank you, Roberta, for sharing all these wonderful insights. So the question that a lot of listeners have asked us, which is your word of advice for young designers on how to build an attractive portfolio. Yeah, so um, about the portfolio, I will focus on storytelling and on explaining the design decisions behind the UI. So take from three to five projects and explain the things we discussed before. Why, what, who, and outcome 
and what was your design process? And also what, we, what was the impact of this project? Uh, another tip is try to be really concise with the text uh, because hiring managers usually are very busy so they need to quickly scan it. And when possible, try to use visual elements like the graph or diagram that really visualize and convey uh, your, your message. Thank you, Roberta. So if you could please share with us, how does your typical day look like on any interesting stories that you would want to share with us? So my typical day uh, is maybe a bit different from other designers uh, because I have this hybrid role. So usually uh, my day starts with uh, the team stand-up, but then it's a mix of time spent coaching and mentoring my team members through one-on-ones, uh, managing stakeholders, collaborating and asking for feedback to other designers, thinking about strategy, checking our roadmap, and then of course, last but not least, hands on uh, research and hands on design. And also, I always dedicate time for learning, which is something that I encourage uh, everybody to do, which can be done at work, where I push myself outside of my comfort zone, like taking extra responsibilities. Or it can be later in the day um, when I listen to some design podcasts like this one, or uh, I read articles or books. Thank you so much, Roberta, for taking us through your day. So let's conclude this show by you recommending three favorite books of yours and also people who inspire you the most in this space. Yes, yeah, so I would say if you just started in design, I recommend uh, to read first the bestsellers, such as Don't Make Me Think, Think Fast as Law, but also How to Make Sense of Any Mess, a very easy reading book about information architecture and 100 things every designer should know. And then if you want to focus on design strategy, there are some specific books uh, like Strategic Design by Giulia Calabretta, The Design of Business by Roger Martin, and Design Works by Ether Fraser. And also if you want to grow uh, towards leadership and management instead, I suggest Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen Covey, another uh, very, very well-known bestseller. The Making of a Manager by Julie Zuo from Facebook and A Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Talking about people, uh, three of the designers that inspire me the most um, are Julie Zuo, as I mentioned before, especially in the manager, uh, the manager role. And then also Tanner Christensen and Jasmine Freeld, which also make uh, another very good podcast, and Irene O. And I really hope I pronounce all names correctly. <laughs> wonderful, Roberta. Thank you so much for sharing all this wonderful insight with us. We are looking forward to host you again in our upcoming episodes. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.